Welcome back into the Potluck Podcast. We've got the preview episode for you today. If you haven't heard the recap episode, we released that earlier this week. Go back and listen to that before you listen to this episode. Today we're going to talk previews of games around our area and the state. Of course, we're going to talk Elbert County Blue Devils coming into Commerce. Uh, we'll have all that and some more on this episode of the Potluck Podcast. You're listening to the Potluck Podcast, the official, unofficial podcast of Commerce Football. All right, everybody, week four coming at you this week. The Potluck Boys are back. Uh, obviously, there's no crickets on this episode, so there probably won't be any, any cars riding by either. Unfortunately, <laughs> we won't be able to bring you that that great audio that you had in the recap episode. As mentioned, please do go back and listen to that episode. Uh, covered a lot of games from last week. But while we're here, uh, this time is to cover this week's games, Friday night's games. We have a lot to cover, a lot we'll get to. Mr. Sohn, how's it going? Going pretty good, Dino. Just getting off a, a long shift over there at the post office and watching the rain settle in, getting ready for some Friday night football tomorrow night. Looking forward to it. Hopefully this stuff is moved out by tomorrow night. Yep. Uh, don't want anybody out sitting in the rain, all that good stuff. But <laughs> let's go ahead and get right into it. We got some teams from around the area and big matchups around the state yep. to cover a whole lot of them. So we'll get we'll get through them rather quickly. This will be kind of our rapid fire round that we like to do on Thursdays um, and to preview what's what's coming up around the state of Georgia for high school football. We'll go in ABC order. That leaves us uh, starting at Banks County at Lumpkin County. Banks County, a six-point favorite there. Lumpkin County coming off that thumping from Towns <laughs> County. Brooks County at Cook. As mentioned in the recap pod earlier this week, Cook is coming off a win against Irwin County. Brooks County is a 22-point favorite. Brooks the number one team in single-A public right now. Clark Central travels to Buford. Buford is a heavy favorite in this one, an 18-point favorite. But last, as we saw last year, you never know. Uh, Clark Central did upset them last year uh, for the region championship. Yep, and that one was in Athens, and it was a thriller of a game if you didn't get to see it. Um, Clark Central ended up pulling off a, a late comeback, if I'm not mistaken, and, and beat Buford 31-28. to It was the only loss that Buford had on the season on their way to a championship. So we'll keep an eye on that one in Buford. Gilmer at East Jackson, just down the road from Commerce High over at East Jackson. Gilmer is a slight favorite there. Jackson County at Franklin County, a big one over in Franklin County. The Lions, a six-point favorite there. Lions will put their 3-0 start on the line against the Panthers. A little note on the rareness of the 3-0 start for Franklin County. We briefly touched that, uh, touched on that in the recap episode, the Georgia High School Football Daily does have that stat clarified for us. This is the first 3 and 0 start since 1983 mm. for the Lions. Uh two well-respected coaches going at it. Um we've talked about McCorder. He's well known in single A ball, over 250 wins at Charlton County. Now there at Jackson County and has the team um a lot better, a lot more improved team, Jackson County team. We've kept our eye on them this year. And then you got Paul Sutherland at Franklin County who has uh Spent 17 years at Pendleton High in South uh, South Carolina, 
before coming over to Franklin County. He never had a losing season at Pendleton. Won over 120 games and four region titles there. Uh, his third year, and he seems to have the Frank County program on a great track as well. Yeah. So you got two well-respected coaches in high school ball going at it on Friday night. Like I said, Franklin County a six-point favorite over in Carnesville. Laney at Lincoln County. Uh, the team out of Augusta is Laney. They're two touchdown underdogs going into Lincolnton, Region 8A, one to look out for there. Lee County at Lowndes County. That's number two Lee County in 6A and number two Lowndes County in 7A. Big game down in South Georgia there in Valdosta. Madison County at Stevens County. Stevens County a touchdown favorite in Tacoa. Uh, I was kidding Solomon before this one. This is like his Super Bowl. For some reason, Solomon really loves Madison County. <laughs> yeah, I do like the Red Raiders. I, I think it's because I grew up in Madison County. I like to, like to pull for them because I could have been a Red Raider, but I was fortunate enough to have been a Tiger. So we'll keep an eye on that one up in Tacoa. McIntosh County at Charlton County. Uh, on the recap pod, we did cover Charlton County moving into the single-A rankings after their 3-0 and start. We'll see if they can keep that momentum going at home as a three-point favorite. Mountain View at Jefferson. The Dragons a nine-point favorite at home coming off the win at Rabin County. Prince Avenue at Holy Innocence. Prince is only a touchdown favorite in that one. And Holy Innocence is one of those teams that uh... – you don't really know a lot about in this part of the state, but they, they beat uh, Eagles Landing either last year or the year before, and that's something that not a lot of teams have done over the past half decade is beat Eagles Landing, and, and they did it. So we'll keep an eye on that one. Uh, Prince goes to Holy Innocence to try to knock, knock them off. Putnam County at Social Circle. Uh, Region 8A team, Social Circle, heavy underdogs to the undefeated War Eagles of Putnam <laughs> County. So we'll keep an eye on that one. Uh, for our Region 8A looking ahead. Rabin County at Bremen. Gunnar Stockton and his team uh, on the road after the loss to Jefferson look to rebound. The Wildcats are a 16-point favorite against another double-A foe, uh, ranked double-A foe, number nine, Bremen, uh, at on the road at Bremen. Valdosta at Colquitt County. Now, this is this is one where I'm going to get into a lot. Uh, I'm not sure if anyone else that listens to this even cares, but I, 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 Rose Probes is just a walking content machine. He carries a cloud of controversy everywhere he goes, and it's no different this time, folks. Uh, Valdosta, of course, number one team in 6A, and he will return to Colquitt County, yep. number four in 7A, the first time he's been back after the uh, after he was dismissed, dismissed, fired. <laughs> I'm not sure what you want to call it. There was some. Uh, I had a lot of. I got a lot of intel down there in that South Georgia region in, in 7A. Uh, I got a lot of buddies that are from there, so I was getting a lot of intel about him. Uh, allegedly doing some some bad stuff, and, and, and uh, I don't want to mention it on the pod, but uh, yeah, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see his reception there. I think a lot of people didn't want him gone, uh, and there was some that definitely did want him gone. So I think if I could pick anywhere to be on Friday night other than than Rayland Stadium, it would definitely be at Colquitt County when Valdosta comes marching in to play. So um, the starting quarterback, just to mention on this, the more controversy from Rush Probes. The starting quarterback for Valdosta is Jake Garcia. Many of our listeners may not know this story. So Jake Garcia transferred in this year to Valdosta from California. Uh, the, his senior season was canceled um, because of COVID concerns. California, the state of California, canceled high school football for the fall. Mm-hmm. Um, his parents <laughs> legally dissolved their marriage to meet <laughs> GHS. Or they okay? Let me let me preface this. So they thought to meet GHSA's 
eligibility requirements. Uh, first of all, okay, uh, <laughs> but it, legally dissolving their marriage, and they do have intention to remarry, I guess, at that point, at the end of this season. I'm not sure, but that they are technically divorced, if, if only by law, so they, their son could play their senior season of high school football. But in the GHSA bylaws, it does state that students must move simultaneously with the entire parental unit into their new school district in order to be fully eligible. So Jake Garcia, the USC commit, uh, has passed. He passed for almost 250 yards in the season opener, but he did sit out in their second game due to an injury. Uh, I don't know if I need to put air quotes on injury or if they <laughs> saw the writing on the wall. Um, any game that he plays in, obviously, yeah, will be forfeited. Um, and I think he's technically a game-time decision, air quotes, for <laughs> Colquitt County uh, with his air quotes injury. So it'll be an interesting to interesting to keep tabs on that. It seems like the GHSA is investigating the matter further on his eligibility, yeah. but based on that bylaw, I don't think the the parental unit yeah, where's mama fully at? moved into Valdosta. From what I read, Mama is in Southern California. Yeah. So and that that's another note about Garcia um, is he's a really good quarterback. He's committed to USC, right? USC. Yeah. And that's he didn't where we'll want to sit year. out. For his Didn't senior season, correct. he wanted to stay polished. Mm-hmm. So he came all the way across, across the, the country to Georgia to play football and settled in South Georgia. Can you imagine going from the sunny shores of the Southern California beaches to Valdosta? You know, moving in your senior season of high school. I wonder what this guy, you know, is doing all the time. He's probably used yeah. to hanging out on the beach, and now he's maybe he's a, maybe he's a fisherman. Maybe he's down there found him some fishing holes. Maybe. I don't know. He may be picking up some new hobbies down there in South Georgia. He's probably learning a lot of stuff. Yeah, I, I imagine he might stick out like a sore thumb, just like when uh, Sunshine came in <laughs> yep. and, and from uh, Remember, Remember the Titans. It's just like Remember the Titans. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, one to keep an eye on uh, Valdosta at Colquitt County. There, um, we'll definitely keep an eye on that whole saga as it develops, <laughs> and Rush Probst has some more controversy on his hands everywhere uh, he goes it is it seems like that so moving on warner robbins at north side warner robbins a big rivalry game there in middle georgia warner robbins is a 12 point favorite washington wilkes at warren county uh, single a ball there uh, we're keeping up tabs on washington wilkes of course so this game's gonna play or have a lot of importance in 8a because we're gonna see what washington wilkes is made of so far we've already seen lincoln county and Lincoln County has not had the best results out of the gate so far. So the Tigers will really be able to see what we've got coming down the pipe as far as region competition. Right. Kind of a measuring stick game for Washington Wilkes. We've seen them only play one game due to their first week one game getting canceled due mm-hmm. to COVID, uh, uh, mandatory quarantines for, you know, for COVID. So they won 50 to nothing against a team that usually isn't very good so this is kind of a a one that we'll definitely keep an eye on looking right. down the road with region 8a um white county at habersham central big game up there in in the mountains uh that's a uh, one to look out for jay ben taking the show on the road to habersham central both teams are undefeated thus far white county is a 10 point favorite i think white county may be my favorite team this year outside of commerce it's it's a it's a toss-up between them and Franklin County for me right now. Like, I love that these schools are having some of the best seasons they've ever had. It's it's just good for Northeast Georgia football, and it's good for entertainment's sake. I'm excited to see what happens in that one. 
uh, Wilcox County at Johnson County. Wilcox will try to right the ship after last week's upset loss to Schley County. And then rounding out our games that we're going to look out for, uh, Wilkinson County at Irwin County. Uh, Irwin County is still searching for their first win at 0-2. Uh, they are a five-touchdown favorite in this one, so expect them to find the win column. That leads us uh, right into this week. Commerce, Elbert County, obviously, uh, taking place Friday night at Ray Lamb Stadium, the number seven ranked Tigers. Uncle Song, go ahead and fill the listeners in on Elbert County. We haven't played them since 1953 mm. uh, when they were Elberton, uh, so many folks may not know much about them. Yeah, so Elbert County Blue Devils, they play in Region 8 AA. Uh, we're playing a lot of schools this year, pretty much three-fourths of the whole region in uh, 8 AA. Uh, Elbert's played a lot of AAA ball over the years. That was something I didn't know when I was doing some research. A uh, couple famous things about Elbert County. Number one, the Granite Bowl. As soon as you drive into Elberton, you see it. It's right on the right. We'll have the uh, the we'll have the opportunity to play there next year. Um, it's it seats twenty thousand people. That's a high school stadium that seats twenty thousand people. I think it was listed as the second largest in the state of Georgia. Uh, the scoreboard there is one that they actually inherited from the University of Georgia from the national championship team in 1980. So it's a really great setting for high school football. Um, the whole county in Elbert County has a population of about 20,000. Uh, so it's a smaller. So you could basically take everyone in Elbert County and put them in the Granite Bowl. Um, Elberton's about 40 miles east of Commerce. The only other municipality of city status in Elbert County is Bowman. Uh, Bowman's most famous resident is Miko Hardman of NFL and Georgia Bulldog fame. Uh, he won a Super Bowl this past year with the Kansas City Chiefs. Also, shout out, if you ever go to Bowman and you're hungry, uh, there is a gas station called the Bowman Minute Mart in Bowman, and it has some of the best gas station fried chicken you'll ever eat. Um, you should go in there and get you some if you're in, if you're over that way. Um, Elbert County is is largely rural. I mean, it's not that far from Commerce, but it when you go over there, it's it's much different than Jackson County. And there's a decreasing population in Elbert County. So something that's not very common in Northeast Georgia is over the past twenty to thirty years, people have left Elbert County. Um, the granite capital of the world. Elbert produces the most granite uh, in the world for a county. Uh, and there's the state park over there, Richard, Richard B. Russell. So there's some things going on over in Elbert County if you haven't been over there in a while. Uh, like Dino said, you know, they've been playing football over there. They were first known as Elberton before they consolidated and became Elbert County. Uh, they played, they started playing football in 1914 as Elberton and had a 55% winning percentage. They won 156 games, 142 losses, and 16 ties. In 1958, they became the Elbert County Blue Devils. Uh, they won uh, 396 games as Elbert County, 262 losses, and 12 ties. That's a 59% winning percentage. Um, they have five region titles with the last one coming in 2013. And they were the 1995 AA state champs under famed head coach T. McFerrin. Um, they had six straight 10, 10 win seasons or more in the 1990s under McFerrin, and that was really the golden age of Elbert County football. 
Um, since then, in the past decade, since 2010, they, they've had some success, and most of that came under head coach Sid Fritz. They had three quarterfinal runs under him and a, and a couple region championships. Um, that moves us right in to Commerce and Elbert County. You know, what's this series like? Colton already touched on how the last game was played in 1953, uh, but there were three other games played in that series uh, between Commerce and Elberton. The first coming in 1943 and then in 1944. Both of those games, wartime games. Um, so I imagine the atmosphere for high school football would have been much different than what we experience today. And then in 1952 and 1953. Commerce won the first three of those contests and then lost 12-7 to in that last game in 1953. So technically all of those games were against Elberton and Commerce has never played Elbert County. Um, since then, a lot of things have changed in the world, 1953 to 2020. A lot of things have changed in Commerce and Elbert County. Um, last year in 2019, Elbert went 6-5. and five. They were 5-2 and two in their region in 8AA. Uh, it's a much bigger region than it is this year. Um, they came in third place in that region but lost to Union and Rabin in the region and then lost to Hart and North Oconee outside of region. Well, they made it into the first round of the playoffs and lost to Douglas from Region 6 in AA, 48-21. to 21. Um, I was doing a little research on their players, and they had one superstar on their team um, last year in 2019. He was All-State. His name was uh, Marlon Dean. He was a uh, defensive lineman who actually committed to UGA. Uh, he backed out of that commitment at one point in time and then recommitted to UGA but he will not be playing in Elbert County. He transferred to IMG Academy in Florida in the offseason. Um, last year, their head coach was Brad Wagoneer. He moved on from Elbert County, and uh, the Blue Devils have welcomed in Shannon Jarvis, who's in his first year. Uh, he took 2019 off as a head coach, but before then, he was uh, head coach at Mill Creek for 16 seasons. He actually started the, the program down there at Mill Creek. Um, and some of our Commerce fans may be aware his brother, Greg, was actually on the coaching staff in Commerce uh, during the early 2000s, um, maybe a little bit before then. So uh, there's a, a few Commerce ties there um, with Coach Jarvis. Um, he, he came back to Elbert County in 2020. To, he grew up there. He wanted to take over. But while he was in Mill Creek, he amassed a record of uh, – 102 and 68, which is a 59% winning percentage. Um, had a really good run in Mill Creek um, in 2015 and 2016. They came out with two semifinal runs and went 26 and 2 overall. Now, so far, Elbert County is 1 and 1. Um, and they started their season off with a cancellation. If you recall, Dino. Hard Elbert got canceled for COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, then the week after they, they came into the Granite Bowl, they were cleared to play. They played Whitfield Academy and beat them uh, 14 to 7. I never know how to pronounce that name because it's, it's spelled Whitefield, but people say Whitfield. Um, and then last week they played Heben Christian uh, and lost uh, 7 to 23. So uh, I, I, I tried to look up some stats from that game. Um, but there aren't very many. There's not a lot of news that comes out of Elbert County. But the Elberton Star did say that the the play against Heber was very sloppy and there were a lot of turnovers. 
So so that may play into Commerce's favor um, with the rain. If, if Elbert is really turnover prone, maybe they put the ball on the ground a lot. I don't know. Uh, but rain is expected in the forecast for today, Thursday, and then on into Friday. Uh, so we'll see what happens there on Friday night at, at Rayland between Commerce and Elbert. A lot to unpack there. Uh, that was quite quite, quite a uh, summary. That was a monologue. Uh, a few things. Uh, first of all, yeah, we're big proponents of gas station fried chicken. Uh, these are the highlights that I got out of this. Uh, yeah, Greg Jarvis, longtime resident over there, Smallwood Drive. He's a big big commerce guy, so uh, good to see his brother over there back home at Elbert County. Uh, I know he's going to do a great job over there. Also on the coaching staff, Ruben Haynes. I know almost everybody that will listen to this podcast remembers Ruben or, or even friends with Ruben. Uh, a legend, commerce, you know, uh, one of the best quarterbacks probably in history, uh, the history of commerce football. Um, really talented, you know, dual threat quarterback mm-hmm. and coached, coached for the Tigers uh, for a few years between 2012 and 2014 or something 14 like that. 14 or 15, I think. Yeah, and he say. moved on over to Elbert County and he's coaching the quarterbacks and offensive coordinator over right. there. So, uh, it'll be good to see see Ruben. I know it's gonna feel it's gonna feel weird to him probably being on the other side. <laughs> that would be so strange. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know that, that, that's gotta be that's gotta be weird. Well, um, it'll be good to see him though, and and so there. Yeah, like you said, multiple connections to commerce uh, over there in Elbert County. So, um, you know, I guess now we can move on to commerce being a five point favorite. Um, as you said, the weather may have something to do with tomorrow. Uh, it's rained pretty much all day today, uh, being Thursday, and then uh, I think it's supposed to clear out at some point tomorrow, but to be determined. Commerce, a five-point favorite. What do you think about the game tomorrow night, Friday night, at uh, Ray Lamb Stadium? So one thing I did notice when I was doing some research on Albert was I saw some pictures, and they looked pretty big. Uh, if you went to the Commerce games last year, they kind of reminded me in their pads of, of looking like Lincoln County, but they didn't look as athletic. I um, think that may pause or cause some problems for the Tigers. I think it's going to be a close game. Um, I don't think it's going to be – Yeah, I've heard a lot of people say they think that Connors is going to run all over them. I, I don't think that's going to be the case. I think we're going to be looking at a 21-14 game, maybe 2014 game, Connors. 21-14, official song prediction. Uh, as always, we'll have our potluck pick them out on Twitter. Yep. You can follow us on Twitter at potluck football. Please do so. Uh, we'll provide updates uh, for most of these games. You'll you'll see us retweeting games on Friday night and keeping up with some of these games, and definitely keeping up with the commerce game. Solon likes twenty to fourteen, twenty one to fourteen. I think twenty to fourteen. I think something happens, and and we only get. I mean, 20. to me, you're you're saying Air Diaz is going. No. I- I think I Air think Diaz we got makes three, two kicks. three field goals or two, yeah two field goals. Oh, three, look at this. <laughs> no, that my addition's all. Wow. So two field goals. How are we going to get and there? Two touchdowns. Let's we're not gonna, forget three. <laughs> don't even don't even try that. Forget three field goals. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we got uh, two touchdowns and two extra points and right two field goals and the Tigers covered. <laughs> all right, so yeah, Commerce five point favorite. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm in the camp of thinking Commerce is going to run them out of the building or anything, but uh, Raven County hadn't, or uh, Elbert County hadn't really done much to impress, I don't think, yeah. as, as, they, as far as usual results that you'll see out of Elbert County is not losing to Hebron, even though, as we mentioned, Hebron is on the rise and they continue to have a good program over there. 
it just did it did look like that was a game where they just got nothing going. But I mean, you could say the same thing about Commerce last week. Yeah. So you you know it'll be it'll just be good to get hopefully the the boys get the taste out of their mouth from last week and and get back on the field and play a tight one. Um, I think it's going to be more like two touchdowns. Okay. Um, Maybe like twenty-eight to fourteen. Oh, first Dino 14, prediction here on something the score. like that. Yeah, I usually I usually try to shy away from that because once you put it out there, you want to back it up. Yeah, yeah. But no. Um, so yeah, I mean, anything else last last minute uh, things that you want to add or? No, I'm I'm excited for another football game. I think it'll be good to be back at home up against that fence watching a game. Yeah, uh, we hope to see you uh, Friday night in Ray Lamb Stadium. Hopefully, the weather will be going by kickoff and we can get another nice night for some football. Until next week, take care.